0: Blog Talk Radio. Thank Jesus. you, Father. Thank you, God. Will Thank you, you Lord. Thank you, Jesus.
1: Thank you, Father. Glory to God, I
2: I need some defroster for my glasses. <laughs> 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 that song gets me. Let me tell you, and it's perfect and on timing. Um, I'm so excited mm. about this tonight. I know tonight we're going to have laughter and tears and some seriousness, but I got to give a shout out to both these ladies tonight. Mm. Also to brother Roy Weidman, one of my hosts, and Sister Pearl, because yesterday I went through one of the worst attacks I think that I've ever been through in regard to the radio. I was made to feel guilty about being a mama that the radio should come before my son Noah. God placed him in my life. God. ministry and the tax the attack i had was horrible
0: Mm. it had me
2: to the point of quitting reaching out radio i messaged Mm. jen and all my hosts i told them i was quitting because i felt like whenever i do something for god i wanted to give him glory i I wanted to shine i don't want it to be halfway and they were making me feel as if what i was doing I wasn't doing it right and good enough, but God placed snow in my life for a reason. And that little boy yeah. comes first, and then I move on to the ministry work. You understand as being a mother what that's like, and it's just I've been through so much hurt in the last 24 hours. And this week is the anniversary of my mom's passing, and mm. she's the reason that this radio ministry like, God used what I was going through with her to bird this, and we'll get to that later. But I'm excited to have everyone on tonight on Pioneering the Frontier. Um, the tears I'm crying are of joy because God refreshed me today. He renewed me, He, he brought yes. new boldness into me because sometimes. Jennifer and I both can relate I'm, and I'm sure there's two Jen's, here. Jen and Jennifer, I'll call Jennifer Butler Jennifer Butler Jen and then Jennifer Foster Jennifer, that way we won't get as confused yeah, but they both okay. had encouraged me, they had already had this plan to interview me and to honor me and the enemy yeah. was trying to stop what God was doing and God showed me I needed to start having a boldness, it's okay to love people mm-hmm. but not let people walk all over you so God did Amen. shaking up overnight. He did some revealing and we're back on tonight and I'm Amen. not quitting. I found out about new people that's listening to all of our programs. We're reaching places Hallelujah. like Ethiopia. Um, we're going Hallelujah. into places. And God said, even my heart is for every ear to hear. And that's the truth. I want people to know about Amen. the gospel and the true message of the cross. Yeah. I want them to know about the God I serve and how faithful He is, and the, and the man that died first, Jesus, and the freedom we get when we receive Him. So, those are some yeah. of the things I want to I want to talk about later. But I just want to give it over to you, ladies. Um, I'm truly Aww. honored, and I would really appreciate if you would start start with some prayer because you're both prayer warriors, and I'm still yeah. back in the anointing of God. I, that song blesses me, Isn't and when I was talking, talking about when it talks about um, some may be seen farther or like some may be better, but keep just pushing your plow and going forth because my purpose isn't the same as their purpose. And God's really been re- revealing that in my life and my heart. Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Yes. We'd love to start off with prayer. Um, I'd like to introduce uh, Jennifer Foster as Montel was just saying and, And we're just really excited to have her on co-hosting with us tonight. And first and foremost, you know, we want to glorify God in everything that we do. But we also learn from the Bible and glorifying God that we need to honor one another. So that was amazing how God moved people out of the way in order to put you up here on your own radio show so (laughs) that we could honor you this evening because honor... Honoring one another really just brings forth such a bigger message about what Christ stands for and what the Bible stands for and how from the beginning to the end, it is about communication and relational reciprocation. And I I just love you. And it is such an honor to be able to do the radio with you. Um, Yeah, we have been going through um, a lot of the same stuff. uh, Amen, girl. (laughs) A miracle happened for me this morning, and I was really taken aback how that happened. And you know, it was God. There was just no way that anybody could ever explain what happened, and how God delivered a message from through someone I never even met before. So I love Hallelujah. you, and I'm here for you. And I, I do want to cover um, the line in prayer and cover you in prayer as well. And Thank you. Um, Jen. It, You're welcome, Jennifer I'll start by praying if you don't mind um, Finishing up sure. Sure. Dear Heavenly Mm -hmm. Father, we just Thank you Lord for this broadcast We thank you for Montel, Father God We thank you Lord that she really And truly lived Her life biblically, she puts you first but that order is in her home and I love how she does that you know it's it's you father and then it's her husband and then you know it's herself and then the children and the ministry is last but she still puts you God first and and I love that about her father so I just ask for you to bless her Lord touch her heart father heal those places where it was hurting father and I just thank you Lord that She just loves and loves and loves, and she loves just like Jesus does. Just like Jesus does, present tense, because he loves us so much. And she truly has the heart of the Father. So, Lord, this is to glorify you, and it is to honor our sister in Christ, Montel, for everything that she does. Father, this is an amazing story, an amazing testimony. And I am so excited to hear the whole story about how this, radio ministry was birds and i just thank you father for giving her strength and the courage to face the devil and say get out of here you there's no room for you you're not going to take what god has promised me and just push through she really pushed through i was praying yesterday and and that's what it's about is the push so lord we just thank you for putting it us to continue to pray until something happens And, God, it was all you that brought her forth today to glorify you on this radio show like she has done for so long. And, Lord, we just love you, but most of all, we honor you. We love you, Lord, most of all, but we want to honor you today, Montel. We want to honor you, and we just thank you, Father, for this opportunity. Thank you, God.
3: Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father God.
2: And we just ask um, you right
3: now, Lord, that you would open up the floodgates of heaven over Montel and his family. We yeah, ask, Father, that you would pour out such a blessing that they cannot contain, Father God. Yes, Even now, Father God, we call forth her destiny. We say that she's a mother to many nations, Lord God. But others did not honor her in the past and where others did not see her value, this is her hour to rise up and to take her place as a Deborah Lord. And we thank you, yes. Father God, for the price that she's paid, Lord God, and for the price that she's willing to continue to pay so that this gospel can go all over the nation. And we just thank you, Father God, for sending kingdom financers, Father God, those who would pour into this vision so that this vision can expand, Father God, beyond internet, but it can also go into radio stations, Father God, both locally but also internationally. I thank you, Father God, for this, even going into television, Father God. And for you, Father God, just expanding her reach. Thank you, Lord God, for connecting her with those who carry a heart for evangelism. I yes, thank Lord. you for double doors in her life right now. In Jesus' name, for this is the season of promotion, Holy yeah. the Lord Hallelujah, sure, sure. I have seen your faithfulness and I have seen your tears and I have taken account of everything that you have done, hallelujah Thank you Jesus And this is your to reap, Where others have yeah, own and own. they not see a harvest yeah. you're going to come behind them and you're gonna reap the harvest. And we just yes, thank Lord. you for it, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. Thank you, Father God, you God, God. that you and are for her. God, God. And if you are for her, who can be against her, Father? And we call her blessed and change my Lord. name. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. Hallelujah.
1: Thank Amen. You. Thank so Jesus. As you, I want to share this with you because as Jen was praying, um, I just saw you being birthed. And, you know, as she prayed in combination, you've been birthed up into the third heaven. And the You're Lord is saying about... he's
3: taking
1: you higher. And I hear the scripture, Isaiah forty thirty one over you, Montel, because you have waited on the Lord. It's time for you to mount up and soar like an eagle. He's giving you more vision for the rainbow. He's giving you the, your seat at the table. And I just keep hearing, you know, tell her, tell her. So when you were birthed into the third heaven with that higher view, the Lord is saying you have now been placed in your kingdom, governmental authority, and that the battle that you were facing was for you to be positioned. So I thank you, Mm -hmm. Father, that we are honoring her today. Mm -hmm. And that's so beautiful to see you birth into your
3: position Mm -hmm. to
1: take your seat at his table. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus.
3: You You know, and even as as Jen was sharing that, what I saw in the spirit is that you were were going forth and you were extending Mm -hmm. a scepter. And you were extending a scepter. And the Lord is uh-huh. giving you a scepter of authority in order for you to reverse <laughs> the curse that is over people's lives. That as you extend your scepter of authority and you speak yes. the truth of God's word and you speak forth their destiny, those people's destinies are going to line up with the word of the Lord that has been over their lives. So you are there to undo the life of the enemy, yes. to break the curse, and speak blessing and speak wholeness and speak identity into the heart of those who mm-hmm. have been spiritual orphans because the Lord has called you to be a mother to many and I also see you raising up evangelists hallelujah and having a school of evangelism where you're going to train other evangelists on how to do street ministry on how to heal the sick on how to cast out demons on how even to write curriculum for Bible schools so that you can begin to see the fruit of your labor and other evangelists and people taking what you have learned over the years in the area of evangelism and spreading it worldwide through classes, through Internet, through, um, I see, um, what do you call that? Uh, It's like seminars, like webinars where people are being equipped to do these things online. So even though they don't have access to you locally through these webinars, they're gaining access to your resources, and that's empowering them to go out and bring in the harvest of souls for this end time harvest. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
4: Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You just confirmed.
2: You just both are confirming. Um, I actually had someone approach me about television ministry on TV today. I just had someone else from Africa asking me. They've been following me for years. They they said they love my heart for (laughs) Jesus, and they want me to teach their people. (laughs) They want me to preach in their church to make lessons and so you're just like you're both confirming everything that God's been placing in front of me I've never been one to be
0: Jennifer
2: Jennifer Jen's really gotten to know me on a very personal level and Jennifer
0: yeah.
2: I, I'll tell you what I follow your ministry and the way that you bring things forth and present them like when you do your your interviews online on Blazing the Trails girl, I'm proud of you you have a gift for that and I've God's and one thing that comes oh. to mind with both of you, I am so blessed to have women of God like you in my life.
0: Oh.
2: Oh. Oh. I miss, I miss my mama. Oh. and you both, you both encouraged me and loved me like she did. Oh, and I think oh. it's tears of joy and gratitude to God, my mom. With my partner, we did radio together, we traveled, we sang together.
0: Losing mm. her
2: cancer was the hardest thing I've ever been through in my life. Um, I had faith, I prayed, and my mom, ministry, God used that battle as ministry work. And I seen the beautiful warrior of faith my mom was, and that's where I learned to be the woman of God, I am because of my grandmother and my mother. But having you two in my life, like Jennifer making the flyers and then Jen, it doesn't matter if it's one, two, three in the morning, whatever it is, I know if I need you on the phone, you're there. But one of the scriptures, when I think mm-hmm. of you two ladies, that really comes to my mind is Proverbs 27 and 17. It says, iron mm-hmm. sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friends. Had I not had people like you in my life, Mm-hmm. Needed that um, sharp. So that that scripture really says something to me because even though I I have this humongous hurt, and when it comes to feeling like I'm letting God down, that the enemy knows where to kick me because when I do something for God, I give my all. Even in setting up the radio broadcast, I always let the spirit lead me to the images to use, the songs to use. My husband can tell you, and I thank God for my husband. He sacrifices time with me, and he takes care of the baby when I'm doing radio stuff. And we've been trying to find a balance because having a new little one in the house when my kids are already grown is a new—that's a new thing for us. But God called us yeah. to save Noah's life, and. He's got a purpose and a plan, too. But my husband has been so great. He was going to do a Facebook Live yesterday. That's not like my husband. Just encourage me and to stand up for me. The guy led him in a different direction. And he just stepped out in faith to support me and love me, to get me this new laptop. And we've been believing God for the finances. But I can prepare the radio, like, with so much more ease. It doesn't drop. I can hear the clarity. So, even in the midst of all this, my laptop crashed two days ago. I had no laptop, no radio. I've been having attacks left and right. My whole household was attacked with a bad virus, including little Noah. Um, It's been one attack this week after another, but I truly know that I've been going through these things so like you said, God could elevate me and God showed me people that needed to be taken down off the pedestal they put themselves upon mm-hmm. and those are the people mm-hmm. I needed to pull away from and not work with because they're about self-righteousness and self-glory and that's not who I am yeah. or normal ladies are I want to work with people that love people like I do that love Jesus like I do that have the same kind mm-hmm. of vision it's not about self. It's about serving others like Jesus did for us. And that's where my heart is truly at. And I I just like did this. God just, I felt like this moving and this shaking. And I was like, I could actually see things shaking in visions. Even today when we were going to spend family time together. And God was telling me, I'm not letting you go. You're not going to quit. You're going into a new season. I've got you, just just give it to me. And then like Jen would message me the right message at the right time and then I try to follow Jennifer Foster's uh broadcast and messages because she's got a beautiful heart. Very talented yes. both ladies, but you both are humble. That's what I love about you. And I've been dealing with people that are caught up in themselves and when those spirits of pride mm. and self come upon people, they can get really mean. And those are the kind of spirits I've been dealing with. So this interview tonight comes at a perfect time because you have been such an encouragement to me. And you made me feel loved and important. And like what I am doing matters because the enemy was trying to kick me yesterday. Someone no one would miss the program. You don't do good enough. You know how the enemy does you when you're down and kicks you. But God yeah. said, guys to sharpen me and encourage me and help to to push out I felt like I was being buried. And then as everyone was praying for me and people were messaging me, I felt that just coming off of me and I see myself just push yeah. through. The Holy was trying to push in.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, you just push and you persevere through everything that's thrown Mm -hmm. at you. Um, You amaze me in in how you are so loving with Noah. And I love Mm -hmm. to see your pictures and how happy he is. And you were mentioning something to me about um, meeting someone and, and doing something, I think you were saying, about abortion and adoption. And what's so amazing about that is that you said it's time for you to roar, right? Yes. And I believe that God has another blessing coming your way. Um I have some friends that are in South Africa <laughs> that I pray with them um on an apostolic uh, prayer team and I, I I it's so funny how God aligns people. He really does align people with the, with the true heart of the Father. And I had um, was ministering to a woman who was in an abortion clinic, and I couldn't get her to come out.
0: Okay. And
1: she hung up on me, and I had doubled over, and I, was, I felt her pain. And then she called me back, and I knew it was done, and she was crying hysterically, and she said, do you think God will forgive me? And when she hung up after we were done, um, I started praying And I wailed out to the Lord, and I said, Lord, please put me in contact with whoever it needs to be to nail abortion to the cross. Amen. And to put a burden on people's hearts for adoption. Yes. And David and Cecilia, guess what they have? Their ministry is called ROAR.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yes.
1: And there's just a divine alignment and a divine connection with that. Um, I ask them actually not to go ahead of you, but I ask them to come on here and to honor you and everything that you do for me. I would love for you to be on that broadcast when we interview them, because I believe that there'll be such a connection for you. And they're in South Africa.
2: I have a heart for Africa. I work with a lot of people in Africa and India. Um, I've actually helped. some or- I have a heart for orphans. I have most of my life. My mom used to call me little Noah. Any animal that was an orphan or some kid that needed something, I was always bringing them home. <laughs> and uh, I've always had that kind of heart. But the hunger, Jen, the hunger over in Africa for the word and, in, and all the places and places like Jennifer's reaching – It's so beautiful, like Sister Dippity, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you connected us. Like When we were traveling to Kentucky, and see, God connected us to Jen, and you connected me to Dippity and to Jennifer, but we were traveling down the interstate, probably about 85 miles an hour, we went to Noah's Ark, and we was on the prayer line with Dippity. They were praying for me, and I had no idea, my husband didn't want to scare me. But there was a deer that went out in the interstate, and we were in the middle of prayer, and God protected us. We had semis beside us, behind yeah, wow. us. So I wow. truly believe we had that prayer at the perfect moment as we were traveling. And God protected yeah. us through that because going down a busy three-lane interstate with you know evening mm-hmm. traffic, and that could have turned into a bad situation. But I truly believe those prayers, yes. I really believe they yeah. kept us. I truly believe in the power of prayer. I've seen God do so many amazing things. Such a faithful, faithful God.
0: Yeah.
1: So how long have you been doing reaching out radio? And when, when do you believe was, you know, that first time that you really felt the Holy spirit kind of nudging you to get into radio?
2: It's been almost, I I didn't do reaching out radio first. Um, I was, I was caught, Approached by someone on LinkedIn that had a TV and radio ministry called My King's TV Network. And she asked me to come on and host. I'd never done it before in my life. I hadn't had no training. Um, I haven't been to school for it. But she just said it was like you, Jen. She said the light shined upon me. And God's like, you know what? I, I When I call someone, I equip them. So I stepped out in faith and I started doing radio for my King's uh, radio and TV network. I would say almost even a year, and I got I was training myself to lead leading the Holy Spirit. And she told me, and I don't mean that to bust away, but she said, "You have a gift in this. You're one of my most listened to hosts." Um, she would like she encouraged me, but as I was working with them, God started nudging me. Um. My mom had just been, I'm going to give me strength, Lord. My mom had just been diagnosed with esophageal cancer. It was three when they found it. And God said, Hey, it's time for you to step out and start your own radio platform. God give me a vision because He knows my heart. God give me a vision just to stretch out around the world and love people. I didn't have to do nothing but love people and share the gospel. And then he showed me he would bring the right people in on the platform. He led me into having an open platform where different ministers, authors, different genres of Christian singers, whatever their talent may be for God, because we're all part of the body of Christ and we're supposed to work together in one mind and in one accord. Philippians 2, 2 is my scripture. That's in my heart a lot. God called me in the midst of my mom dying to do this. And I was taking care of my mother. Um, I was at her side every day when she was going for chemo, for surgeries, when she would get, I would have to take her for um, infusions to like give her fluids or vitamins because chemo is really hard on a person. So I'm in the midst of one of the hardest battles in my life. And my mom. Was sitting there in front of me being a warrior. She wasn't complaining. At first, was it hard? Yes. But um, she showed me her true faith. And she's always encouraged me and pushed me since I was little to never give up. And when we would go to the for her to get chemo, she would minister to people. She would show people Christ like love. She would pray for people. So in the midst of her trial and her battle, God was using her for ministry So God started opening my eyes Showing me hey your mom Your mom's facing death But she's not backing down She's not quitting She's not getting sour She's pushing through So my mom when I talked to her about what God showed me She pointed her finger at me And it was in love And she called me Riri or Cubby And she was mama bear But she said I want you to promise me Riri that you'll go forth with what God's calling you, don't be mad at God over me, but do what you love and what He called you to do and hallelujah so I stepped out in faith and I promised my mother um it was that I would continue for singing' because I love to worship and sing, I would continue evangelizing because I love getting outside of the church and reaching people that others don't want to go to. And I stepped out. I never dreamed that God would take it internationally, or that we were to reach places like Ethiopia, China. Um, there's places I'd never even heard of in my life, and I'll go to the map and see that we've reached them. That means so much to me because that means that someone that may not have ever heard the word of God got to hear the word of God. It could be through your program or Evangelist Eberly's, our brother Roy's, and God has connected me with beautiful people all over the world like yourself to be a part of the ministry i don't even want to say my ministry i say god allows me because if it wasn't for his anointing and for his appointing i couldn't even do this he gives me the wisdom and the knowledge and he meets my needs in this all you have to do is have a willingness just to surrender yourself and your life to serve him, and he will use you in ways you never even imagined. So that's how Reaching Out Radio was birthed. God called me out. And, well, we're going on six years now. Wow, that doesn't seem possible. But um, he called me out in the midst of my mom's cancer battle. And um, my mom even got to do some programs with me before she passed, praise God. And uh, that means a lot to me. But I know she's up in heaven for me on, and I know one day I'll see her again. I went to, uh, my daughter and I went to put flowers on her grave today because this week's the week she passed. But I had a different way of looking at it today. My husband said, are you going to be okay? You got this broadcast tonight. But God showed me her her spirit living. That's just the body resting, and one day it's coming up under out of that ground. So I I had a new vision even in that today, and how I perceive my mom being gone. So I thank God for that as well.
0: Yeah,
3: Hallelujah. Wow, 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 wow. So what what made you to pick the name Reaching Out Radio International? Was there a specific uh, word that the Lord gave you regarding reaching out, or what? How and, was it that you came up with the,
2: the name? As I was, I always, as well, anyone, I truly believe that as a child of God, I truly believe we should always seek God in all things that we do, and that um, He led me in it. And when He was leading it, me in it, He brought me to Scripture, Mark 16:15 and 16, and He said. Unto them go you in, to all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And God started showing me this vision. It was just like his power going, through. i seen like a vision of the earth. And he was showing these hands just reaching out. i seen people that were falling and headed to hell. And I've seen people bound and broken in chains. And this pain and all this hurt. And he said, I need faithful servants to reach out. See, eventually I would go internationally. So that's how the name came to me be because God wants me to reach out and and reach the broken reach the lost let him know that there's hope that there's someone that loves them no matter what they're bound in no matter what the sin is god is merciful loving and he sent his son jesus to make a way for all those people in africa in china in japan all over the world i just had to have a willingness to step out and to reach out
4: hallelujah you
1: know
2: i'm hearing um
1: this scripture for you, and it 's second corinthians one three 4, three through four I believe it's three through four, but you know that 's what you do that's like you embody that those two scriptures, and you know you're providing for the widow and the orphan and you help them
0: mm-hmm.
1: know mm-hmm. jesus 's comforting presence, and there's so many mm-hmm. that are overseas that you know they need comfort they need to know who Jesus is and Montel that's exactly what you do that is exactly what you do you meet them in their loneliness and through your spirit the spirit the holy spirit that's within you you let your light shine out to the world and you give God all the glory and that is so honorable I love hearing your testimonies and your excitement about what Coming and, and what you're going to do And God has so Much more for you there's so Much more for you and I am so Excited um, for what God's going to do in your life and And um, it's Just such a blessing you know it's a Blessing to hear True tears You know We don't ever want anybody to cry But you have these Tears that are just so purifying and it just mm-hmm. really humbles us when we hear them because we can hear your heart even through your cry.
3: Yeah. And so honorable.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I do glorify I do God. And, um, you know, it's amazing. Even with you, Jen, and Jennifer, you know, God's called you both to big things in ministry as well. And it's not easy doing those prayer lines, like, faithfully like that every day of the week or, like, blazing the trails like Jennifer does. Like, it's both of you do things in perfection, and I think that's another reason I can relate to. You. It's not about being snobby or doing it for the wrong reasons. You're like me. You want to glorify God, and we're doing things for the kingdom, and we're being kingdom builders. When people look upon what we're doing, I want what I'm doing to shine for God. I don't want it to glorify me. But I want them to see, hey, you know, as the children of the Most High King, we do things in excellence. And God God leads us in that. And it's through the anointing. As I share um, your prayer line and Jennifer's, <clears throat> the Blazing the Trails, the interviews, like mm-hmm. I see the I see the anointing upon your life. There's a difference in someone that has an anointing on their ministry and a true heart for Jesus and someone that's on a stage putting on a show. And I don't mean that to offend anybody, but that's the yeah. truth. And I try to separate myself about the people that's putting themselves in the limelight. I want to work with people, like I said, iron sharpens iron and people mm-hmm. that really come together in love and unity and one mind and one accord because their strength in numbers and there's been days when Jen's down and I encourage her. There's been days when yeah. um, she encourages me. We're human, but God says in Romans, we're all going to fall short of the glory of God, but praise God for brothers and sisters that pray and lift us up and push us onward. That's why I love the ministry pioneering the frontiers because Jen encourages a lot of people and, and Jennifer encourages people all over the world. So, you know, I want to honor you ladies both as well, because I told my husband tonight. I said it might sound crazy. It might be the radio pro- program God allows me to do, but I'm I'm just interviewed by these two amazing women of God, and I'm I'm nervous about my own radio interview. <laughs> but that's because well, that's because you both are such amazing women of God, and I look up to you both. Like you never know what people are seeing or thinking when they see the things you're doing. But I do acknowledge the things that you ladies do as well, because I know it's not easy when you have family and kids. And you get attacks from the enemy, like it's not easy. Mm-hmm. So many people think being in ministry is like lollipops and rainbows, and your life's gonna be so blessed. Mm-hmm. The higher the level, the higher the attacks. I have so learned in my life. Mm-hmm. That's the truth. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. You know,
2: what I love about
1: who's on this evening, and, <laughs> you know, I couldn't do half of what I do. If it wasn't for people like both of you, thank mm. you, Jen. You know, thank you. God, God, mm. and this is just to testify about how good God is and how what Montel is saying, it, taking one small step of faith at a time, because it's not always the mm. fastest that wins the race. Amen. And just sitting in what God has for you. Because mm-hmm. God will open the doors. Jennifer Foster mm-hmm. has done so much for me to encourage me, as well as you too, Montel. And yes, you know, yes. like Jennifer she does Jennifer does all of the flyers for me and it's so amazing. Sometimes we get really tickled because we try to put you know, stick we still put the stickers together and I'm like, Could you make me with pink hair today? <laughs> but you know, we we have fun we have fun doing it. And you know, she. I can send her something, and she just does it. You know, and that's the thing that God is doing with your your radio platform is like you just do it. You know, you just do it, and you really listen to the Holy Spirit's leading on who to have, and and that's what it is all about is honoring those who help us through, and Amen. that's what you've done, Montel. Mm-hmm. You open up the door. You open up the door for me, and, you know, I could not do this alone. And that is how God gets things done when the church becomes a unified body. Come
2: on, girl. Amen.
1: Praise God. When the church becomes a unified body, and we realize that if you don't have a toe, guess what happens? You have to be retrained to walk. You don't just cut off a toe because Mm -hmm. it doesn't look pretty. Because you have to be retrained to walk. You don't cut off a thumb just because it might stick out the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Because you can't grasp anything without a thumb. And the bigger message that I just keep hearing as you're explaining everything is that when you have the true heart of the Father, And you're truly listening to the Lord and you're listening for His small, still voice. And you step in, even if it's just a small step. You don't got to take a giant leap. We're not on the moon. (laughs) But if you take one small step of obedience at the time, God will do more for you in a day than you can accomplish in a lifetime. Yes. And that is why we go low to put him on high.
2: Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Hallelujah. Mm-hmm.
2: John 3:30. You know what ain't oh, that's my that's my life scripture that I decrease so he can increase mm-hmm. daily. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah.
3: Yes. Mm. You know, Montella, you're sharing, too, what the Lord keeps bringing up to my mind is the importance of our testimony. Mm. How important it is for us to be the same with everyone, no matter who is watching. You know, and oftentimes, there's a political spirit that tries to tempt us that we have to act one way with one crowd and another way when another crowd is watching. Because if you act a certain way, this crowd will adopt you into their circle.
2: But when that crowd is
3: with you, you have to disassociate from the lesser crowd because the bigger crowd may not like those that are less known and i just want to encourage somebody who's listening today that it's not about who knows you who knows your name but the matter that the lord sees all and he honors those who stay true to the message that he's put in their heart he honors those that stay true To his heart, those who don't play both ends against the middle, those who don't turn into a political Pharisee in order to be accepted. The word says that the Lord is the one who promotes. He moves kings out of their place, and he replaces them. And there is a change of the guard that is going out right now in the spirit. Many people are up for promotion. But those who have not carried out their mandate and who have not done what the Lord asked them to do will not go on to the next level. If the Lord is looking for leadership with the heart of David and for too long we have been operating in the church like the heart of Saul, looking at the outward. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, the Lord is looking at the heart. So if you're feeling tempted today to compromise the message in order to fit into a certain crowd or a certain Come type on. of denomination, I just want to encourage it, you to stay it, true. Too. Because there is those mm-hmm. behind you. The world is watching you. They're watching to see that hallelujah. your yes is yes and your no is no, because the hallelujah. church for too long has been saying one thing and doing another. But if you remain faithful to him, you'll begin to see souls come to Jesus because you, of Jesus. your testimony. Yes,
2: hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Thank
3: hallelujah. you, Jesus. Thank Jennifer. you, Lord. Oh, That's my wild. God, there was
1: such a, I could feel like the weightiness of the Holy Spirit on me when you said the word less. And all I heard in the spirit was, the Lord say, it is the lesser of these that will gain the kingdom. Yeah. It, Hallelujah. It just like laid on my chest. And, you know, we can have, and, and I love to, it's like I'm getting this message in a combination of the two of you. And, mm. you know, the true heart of the Father, you don't, we don't need a red carpet. We don't need our name and light. You know, we've, we've already done things, you know, I, me personally, I can testify, and and Jennifer was just saying the importance of your testimony. You know, I, I, I used to model when I was 18, 19, and 20. I did TV commercials and all this kind of stuff for the world. And, you know, I fell in the world. And it wasn't until I lost everything and started seeking Jesus and his righteousness, that all things were added unto me. So there's a lot out there, and they, they are curious, and they question, you know, how is she doing this, or how is he doing that, or why is this one doing this, or who do they think they are? But mm-hmm. the power of the word of our testimony From who we were to who he created us to be.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: There's a huge difference because we no longer need our names
0: and lights.
1: Come on. Because we just want to make Jesus famous. Jesus is the only way, the truth, and the life, he is the door. And so many are like, I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you, Lord. And he said, daughter, son, I've been waiting on you.
0: Wow. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Wow, that's powerful. Glory to God. Hallelujah.
2: I'm just so moved in the way the Spirit is moving through both of you, and just absorbing everything that you're saying. Um, One of my favorite songs, um, I think it's Casting Crowns that sings it. Have you ladies heard this song, um, "Legacy"? I love that song. It talks about that's. I told my husband when my time comes to go home with the Lord, I want that song played at my celebration of life because, in all honesty, that's my true heart. I don't want to be known for, as Jen's talking about being famous or anything else. I want people to see Jesus in me. And when they would talk about me, that's what I want them to reflect on the Jesus in me. That's my true heart. And that song just blesses me so much. And so many times, like Jennifer was talking and Jen as well, like when, when people start getting that, that self spirit and one of the things I was thinking of a chameleon when Jennifer was talking, because I've actually been around and actually mm-hmm. seen with my own eyes, people that do that, like when they're around one type of person, they're this person. Mm-hmm. And then when they get with this group of people, they change mm-hmm. a different color. And then over here, yes. and, that, and that's what I was seeing, like chameleon Christians. That's the word that comes to my mind, mm-hmm. because they, they go oh. around changing to suit and please man instead of God our Father. We should be the same all the time. Growing, mm-hmm. of course, Jess, and you know, going deeper. And I get mentored through people like you and uh, Jen, both of you ladies, and Brother Roy, because, you know, there's always something more to learn. We can learn from each other. We should never get to a point where we think we're just, we're above buff- Until God calls us home, there's always a new level, something new to learn. Things we're gonna go through, but we never want to get full of self. And that's that's what I always ask God: please just keep that self spirit away from me. Keep me humble mm-hmm. and to have humility. Change my heart. Search it daily, because. So many people, like I see it on Facebook and other platforms too, so many people are about using their gifts for money or using their yeah. gifts to satisfy themselves or this big name or that big name. It's cool, don't get me wrong, to work with bigger ministries and have that blessing as long as you don't get caught up in it. That's the point. You still want to glorify God in it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Hallelujah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: When you were saying, um,
1: you know, this, you know, you go to this one and you're like this and you go to this one and you're like this, all I kept hearing in the spirit was Joseph. And he said, remind them of Joseph. He Mm -hmm. said, tell them what I told you about Joseph. And... um, (laughs) I was praying and I was reading about Joseph and his coat of many colors so that I could share it with my boys and Jennifer Foster. She inspires me all the time. She's like, Oh, these are the great, you know, color things that you can do with the kids. And, you know, Jennifer has encouraged me in so many ways that I, I can't even keep count. And um, I think sometimes it goes unrecognized, but I try to (laughs) remind her how grateful I am for her but I do want to share with you about Joseph because I keep hearing the name over and over when both of you speak. And um, I asked God to reveal to me about Joseph's coat of many colors. And he said that Joseph's coat of many colors was just a mere outward expression of what he had knitted together in his very DNA. Wow. Wow. And I said, so his coat was an outward expression of what you put in him? And he said, yes. Mm-hmm. Joseph had many talents. And those were what I put in him. But Joseph had to grow. And he had to acquire his gift. Joseph mm-hmm. didn't become Joseph overnight. He was Mm -hmm. Joseph. But Joseph chose to listen to our father. And his coat of many colors just showed who he was on the inside.
0: Good. It's really powerful. Oh.
1: I just love, you know, Mm -hmm. talking to him and you know, we do have to be mothers and we do have to have, you know, balance and we do have to take care of our children and our families and ministries and, and all of that kind of stuff. So I think my, my next question for you Montel is how do you manage, you know, your family and doing ministry? Because I know you put so much time into creating the video and, getting the video with the pictures and putting it online and, you know, writing out the, the biographies. And then when you're, you know, reaching out and you have hosts, you know, get us knowing to get them to you in a timely fashion so that you're not rushing to do stuff. So
2: how do you balance all of that with baby Noah? One of the things I've truly learned about if you truly – If you truly want to serve and do ministry work, you are going to have to sacrifice. You have to have a willingness to sacrifice. But in all honesty, um, I believe in keeping it real, and I believe people need to hear truth. When I first started doing this radio program and I was in the midst of the battle with my mom, I got too caught up in it for a while, and I wasn't doing things in order god was always first of course but i was putting my ministry over my family and i wasn't realizing it because sometimes when something's new it's kind of like a new baby when you bring a new baby home you're so caught up in that new thing and that beautiful little life and that's how it was in the beginning it's like wow i'm really doing this look at this and i was spending too much time focusing on that and I've seen the effect it was having on my husband and I's relationship and my other kids that are more, they're, they're growing now. But in all honesty, I've had to learn along the way. I've had to be corrected by people that loved me, but most of all, going before God, seeking him, asking for wisdom and praying, because as a mother, it's real important to me, especially with this new precious little boy that God allowed us to save his life. And I, I get emotional when it comes to Noah because Jen and I have had a conversation about Noah. And when I think of Noah and the ark and just going down there, I think of life because God mm-hmm. used him to restore mm-hmm. and bring new life. And I understand fully mm-hmm. why God gave us the name Noah because Noah needed, his life needed to go forth. But in all honesty, that mm-hmm. through learning and experience because I felt miserably in the beginning and I'm I'm not going to lie to people and say, hey, I got this right off. No, experience and learning and as we, mm-hmm. you know, as we learn, we grow and having a mm-hmm. husband to support me and to pray for me. And I try to encourage him as well. My husband has a beautiful gift for preaching and he has the knowledge of the word. And I'm I'm asking God for him to get on the radio and teach because he's coming into a new season and he's been through things in his life as well. So you do have to balance it. And Jen and I have talked a lot about it. God, comes first. And I used to see it, well, you're doing ministry work. That is for God, but no ministry and putting God first is two different things. That could be a whole nother, that could be a whole nother teaching. But honestly, that is, that's how it was through learning, like falling down and having mentors that was in my husband and I's life for years that been pastors saying, Hey, you know, you're kind of getting out of order here. You need to focus it this way. Or my husband speaking up saying, Hey, you know, you're kind of spending too much time on the, you know, the laptop or the phone or whatever you're doing, you know, I'm here, I'm missing you. So God had to correct me and give me some new order. And it's just all been a learning experience. That's how I've learned to balance it out, falling down, making mistakes, but getting back up and asking God to direct me. That's, that's the best way I know how to say it.
1: Hallelujah. So
2: do you have that
1: song pulled up that you love so much that you had mentioned?
2: Um, I'm trying to Okay Um, I'm trying to uh, Remember Oh I don't think I have that one downloaded On here yet but I can play one of mine If if that's okay with you I love to worship I know a lot of people a lot of people like this song at Christmas time, but in all honesty, this is one of my very favorite songs to sing and even to worship to because to me, this song yeah. is prophetic and telling what Jesus is going to do. So I'll share that yeah. one off my cover CD. Uh, my one of my very favorite songs is "Mary Did You Know." Oh, um, I'm gonna cry. Well, that's one of my favorite. It's a prophetic song to me. So I hope it blesses everybody and God be glorified. And I just love how it talks about all that Jesus was going to do for us and he has done for us. So to God be the glory. Hallelujah.
1: Okay, Mom, I'm going to go grab some tissues real quick. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> crying like crazy. Um, I love that yeah. song because I just love thinking of everything. Like, wow, I get excited thinking about Mary getting to carry Jesus. And, like, mm-hmm. it talks about everything that he was going to do for us. And mm-hmm. when I sing that song, like, I truly feel a closeness to God and the Spirit because that song speaks to me so much like healing the blind. And I truly believe that God uses us as a body through the, the spirit and the power of God still heal blinded eyes. And I truly believe that all the things and miracles Jesus did when he walked amongst us, he's still alive sitting in his father's right hand side he can still do those things through Jesus Christ and the victory that we have through him. And that's, that's truly like that song just speaks to my heart, and I get emotional as well because it's so beautiful when you start thinking about the power of God and what Jesus truly did for us and what He meant for us. The great I am, the only blood that would ever need it to be again, the only sacrifice. He loved us so much that He came and did that for us. And now I'm going to have to get tissues because like I love him so much and to think yeah. what he's done for me in my life he loves me so much that he chose me and my mm-hmm. husband to bring forth life and mm-hmm. let Noah live and even though I didn't carry him I carried him in my heart praying for 13 years girls and um He's the most beautiful little boy, and I pray over him every night for God to use him, appoint him, and anoint him for what he's going to do in his life. I I just see this light already in him, and I have such a heart for babies that people don't want or abortion. We're doing a big program Monday night on that. I have such a burden on my heart, and as, as you go through and you see all these precious little babies that are losing their lives. They didn't even get a chance. Mm -hmm. They didn't ask to be brought into the world. People's choices. And I know sometimes there's bad situations that happen, but most of the time people's Mm -hmm. choices, um, these little innocent babies get murdered. And when I look at our son, when I look at this precious little boy that God blessed us with, I think about what if we would have said, no, that precious little person right there wouldn't be here. So, The love God has put in my heart for orphans and for unwed and single mothers. I feel like God's going to take me a new direction in regards to ministry in that way. And it's cool that you've connected Mm -hmm. with people like that, Jen. But I just have such Mm -hmm. a burden on my heart for that. But most of all, I just want people to know about Jesus, that he loved us so much that he died for us and that he's our way maker and he can heal the blinded eyes, he can heal cancer. I've been on the prayer lines when... You're praying for people, and and it's not through you; it's the power of God working through willing vessels. But you have to have that willingness and that anointing in your life. And I've I've heard people on the mm-hmm. prayer line I'm healed. I've heard t-
3: mm-hmm.
2: That power, what God can. Mm-hmm. That song is just to me it's prophetic and it was it's teaching of all that you know he was going to do and he's able to do. Praise God.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, I were sharing the Lord was showing me here. Um and it's uh it's actually the Passion translation in Proverbs and this is what it says. It says, My sons, if you will take the time to stop and listen to me. And embrace what I say, you will live a long and happy life, full of understanding in every way. I have taken Hallelujah. you by the hand in wisdom's ways, pointing you to the path of integrity. Your progress will have no limits when you come along with me, and you will never stumble as you walk along the way. And then the Lord showed me this other scripture, which is Exodus 19:4. I know your path has been a rocky one, my love, but I promise I will make it up to you. Just let me carry you
2: hallelujah, wow Glory and believe to God. that
3: is that is a word that is a word for you that is a word for many that are listening tonight that while we're serving the Lord, He tells us which way to go, but it's up to us to be obedient, however, we know that it's not gonna come without backlash, it's not gonna come without persecution, but even though the path is often rocky. He promises to make it up to us and to carry us along the way.
2: Praise God.
3: So, I wanted I wanted to ask you, as the Lord has called you to to take care of Noah and to take care of, of this child that um, you all adopted. What are some um, some encouragement that you would give to parents out there that are? Feeling that pull from the Holy Spirit uh, to adopt a child and to also do ministry, but they're not really quite sure as to how they're going to first come up with the money and second, how they're going to have the time to do both. One thing I will say,
2: and I've learned every step of the way, is we walk by faith, not sight, And that when God Mm -hmm. gives us a vision, he brings a provision and he is the mm-hmm. waymaker maker in every situation when God called my husband and I to adopt. No, I can still remember the day that I was called to the hospital. And this, this, his biological mother has a special place in my heart. We have a great relationship.
5: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, she honest and truthfully, through prayer and seeking God, trusting even if it looks like it's the most impossible thing ever, never box God in. Because when my husband and I said yes to God, and as you were speaking about obedience, and we stepped out, God would place mm-hmm. it on people's heart. Like the the first initial amount of money we needed was a thousand dollars to give to the lawyer for him to even become our lawyer and start the proceedings. Did we have a thousand dollars at that time? No, we did not. But I get a phone call right. one day, one of my ministry friends that says, Montel, I um, I know you're getting off work soon. And um, I want to pick you up. There's something I want to do. I was like, okay, didn't say a word, had no clue. And I'll probably start to cry again because God's so faithful. He took me to my lawyer's office. He paid my $1,000 retainer fee for us to start our adoption procedure. Had no clue. God placed it on his heart. God will place obedient people in your life when you're obedient to him. When you're faithful to God, he's faithful to you. And that's what I want to encourage people in the most. Just pray without ceasing. Seek God and thank him for their provision. Thank him for what he's going to do. Because even though it seems impossible, even with all the clothes that Noah needed, God, would, when God called me to this, and it wasn't far along, and he He told me, he said, you're going to have a little boy. You're going to have a son. Name him Noah. And he showed me in the yeah. spirit, and and everywhere I went, there was Noah's Ark things. This little sign that talked about. It showed this little boy, and it had the word Noah, how he was a faithful, obedient man of God. And everywhere I went, God was showing me all along the way. And he said, "Share with the world that you're going to have a son." And I'm obedient. That you you know, a lot of times people say, "Hey, you're crazy, girl." God talks to you. Yes, our Father talks to us mm-hmm. when we learn to stop and listen. He's our father. He talked to people through all throughout the Bible. And um, so I seen God, I I testified online what God had showed me. And I started buying all these little boys clothes in faith. I was getting lot deals. People blessed me with boys clothes. I had so many for Noah that I was able, we we had a yard sale to raise more money for Noah's adoption. We raised, Jen can remember this. We raised $1,000 at a yard sale in a day, ladies that's that's the that's the favor of god and with what once we reached the goal that we had we took everything that was left and there were tons of clothes and we blessed people i called this grandmother up i met that day and most everybody there was either foster parents or adopting like god connected us all to encourage one another but i was able Uh to take all these clothes these families struggling when God, because I stepped Mm -hmm. out in faith and I believed in what God was saying, I was able to bless others through Noah's adoption as well. And there was a dad Mm -hmm. that had uh, a baby that was born premature and he just had brought him home. He'd been in the hospital two months. Like I was able to give him clothes and this, a single mom, uh, a grandma whose daughter just had a baby out of state. Um, We were just, God placed things in our life in a season yeah. because he knew we would hand him on to the next person so it's walking by faith no matter if people call you crazy just like Noah when <laughs> he was called to build the ark people was, said he was mental and he was crazy but you know what when the rain started pouring down and those doors were closing mm-hmm. you know what people's viewpoint changed and we we can't we, when God calls us to something or he places something in our life we can't worry about what others think or they're going to think we're crazy or whatever we got to keep our eyes upon Jesus and what God's calling us to. So that would be the biggest thing for me is seek God for knowledge. Um, even leading us to our lawyer, like God shined a light on him. Or if are talking to someone else that's done adoption, um, you know, they can help you to know what to expect because it is a process. But um, just most of all, walk by faith and not sight. And have a willingness to open your heart to love this child And understand that to me what we're doing with Noah to me it is a stewardship for the Lord because Noah's got a purpose and a plan for his life and God called us to make sure he's he's raised up right. So God will bring the provision, he will lead you, you just you gotta surrender everything to him. That's what we've had to do. But God's met every need that we've needed for this little boy, every need. Hallelujah. I love how God Mm -hmm. does that.
1: You know He is so faithful. Yes, he is. You know Mm -hmm. I I will never forget living in this farmhouse, Montel. And I was in my kitchen and I was like, Oh my gosh, I really need onions to make this and it was like (laughs) in the spirit, there is no distance. Like I just said it out loud, and then my
2: girlfriend called. She goes, "Hi, at Kroger, do you need onions?" <laughs> I love when God does <laughs> that. Yes, even mm-hmm. the little things. Hallelujah!
1: It's so funny that, and that's even how like the connection to the Apostolic Ministry um, Roar, which is you know that's what they do. They pray about um, ending abortion and stuff like that, which I really would love to connect you to them as well. And I'm hoping that. Um, when they come on that that you'll come on and interview them with me because I believe it will touch your heart and and be a sure. connection for you because it's time for you to roar <laughs> to take your your authority, you know, that God has placed within you and really roar out because the 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 heart you have for adoption is just so amazing because we see so many children in America. Yes, there's children, you know, all over that need to be adopted that are that are living in in poor conditions and, and our heart just bleeds for them all the time. And I think that's why that song touches you so much and touches me and Jen. I was like, Oh, I need tissues. Um, because (laughs) that's who we are. Like we want to gather, you know, all the children that we can and just be like, Oh, I love you. I will take care of you. And, you know, that is another thing, you know, when we talk about honor, Um, or or having honorable qualities there's so much more than just the fact that you do a ministry but honoring you for the qualities that are in your dna is really what i want to kind of like bring out is the qualities that you have are so much just like jesus they're just like jesus if you see a child hurting, you're like, "Come, let the little children come to me, you know. And it just amazes mm. me seeing so many open vessels um, that have, they've been transfigured into more into the likeness of Christ. And I believe that that's how you are. and that's why God honors you so much in your time of need, um, so that you can fulfill, what he's laid on your heart to do, especially with the adoption of Noah. It just amazes me and it's breathtaking. And and that is an honorable quality.
2: Well, he's, I've learned my whole life because I was blessed to be brought up. My grandma was a God fearing woman could play the piano and worship so beautifully. I grew up singing in church. The doors were open. We were there and we was traveling, but I think God in regards to, like, when you talk about DNA, I'll probably start to weep again. But I thank mm-hmm. God that he allowed me to have such a beautiful grandmother and mother. Um, I lost my grandma. I was My grandmother's funeral was actually a day before my 19th birthday, and she died with cancer as well. And uh, it was really funny. My mom was been at the hospital every day for a month, and the one day she leaves, my grandma passed, and it happened that way with my mom. I wanted to be there with her. But I don't believe my mama wanted me to be But I just thank God that I was brought up by these loving Faithful women of God Because when people tell me I'm like my mom That's the greatest compliment anyone could ever give me Because She was a warrior of faith She would have doctors tell her My mom shouldn't even have made it To two and a half years And she would look at the doctors And she would tell them you know what You're not my God She's like when my god says it's my time that's when it's my time she brought doctors to the lord doctors from other nations that you know uh, that didn't really believe in christianity and she told the doctor she says i'm gonna live to see every one of my great grandbabies be born and you know what ladies she did she spoke life out to see that she met every great one of her great grandbabies and uh After holding her very last one that was born, my mom passed away two days later. But God, even though my mom went through hardships and pain and I'll never forget all that my mom went through, those things stay with you. But the thing I remember most of all in the midst of it all was my mom's faith, knowing she wasn't scared to die because she said, I know where I'm going. She says, you know, I'm going to become I'm going to be whole No more sickness, no pain. But the biggest thing was for her was worrying about leaving me behind because she knew the closeness we had, like her and her mother. But I can sit and look at her journey and just see God's hand all over it. I can remember us being in the ICU, and this family's mother was dying with cancer one night. And my mom was so weak from treatment, she couldn't even stand. But you know what my mom did? She stayed and she laid hands on these people. And we prayed in the middle of the ICU hallway for this family to have strength. And when I've been out different places and gone places, people remember my mom's faith. They're like, I know your faith And then we get talking and it was my mom's faith in her battle that they remember and she encouraged so many. My mom had a choice too, could she let it make her bitter? Could she let it make it make her, you know, sour. Would she quit believing? Knowing that she had this terminal disease attacking her body, no, my mom kept pushing, she kept believing and hoping knowing that when she mm-hmm. finished a good the good race where she was gonna be and that's what I try to focus on looking to my moms in my future. Our spirit lives on we're spirit this body is just temporary until that trumpet sounds, and I get excited about thinking about that as well, but just having the the parents that I did in my mom. I'm I just I'm so grateful to God.
3: Yeah. Hallelujah. God. Sorry the God. He's so faithful, huh?
2: He is mm-hmm. so faithful.
1: You know, I heard this, um I was trying to write it down, but I heard the Lord say to comfort you And he said, in comforting you, he wanted you to know that your mother lived on earth from a place of victory through her salvation that she found in our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. Your mother lived from a place of victory.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Yeah. He said, comfort her and let her know Mm. how much I love her.
3: Mm. So he
1: just wants you to know, you know. He's seen everything that you've done. He sees everything that you do, and he already knows everything that you will do.
0: Because he's always been with
1: you, even though your mom is in heaven with your father, our father in heaven. He just wants you to know that he loves you so much.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: And to really stand and know that like your mother, you stand in a place of victory through the salvation that you receive through our Lord Jesus Christ. And that is honorable.
2: Father. Thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Wow. I love when God encourages us like that. And he's such a good, good father. He truly is. Even in the midst of our trials that we don't understand, he's faithful and he's there. He he doesn't, he doesn't give us more than we can handle, even though sometimes it feels like it. And I always realize after I go through it, I feel, I know that it was just part of God raising me up. I can kind of consider it like, a new block that was put in my foundation to raise me up just a little bit higher and a little bit closer. And when the enemy comes to shake me down, I see the prayers of my brothers and sisters, like being the cement for that foundation that keep me going and hold me up. And, and just, it's a blessing to be able to have those kind of people in your life. Because when you have such a, a a compassionate heart, even like you two do, and you love people, like I have a tender heart and to be made, To have the enemy try to attack me in a way That I couldn't balance That I wasn't good enough to do radio And be a mother like that's the attack that was On me I was being made to feel like I Needed to focus more on the radio And I wasn't doing adequately And I should just push Noah aside I can't Have that in my life and when I was feeling like I wasn't Doing it good enough I did want to step Back because I didn't want to sell God if that Makes sense to people
0: Mm Hmm Hallelujah. Oh, mm-hmm.
1: You know, mm-hmm. I, I hear a song, Jen. Jen. Jennifer is a great singer. I don't know if you've heard Jennifer Foster sing, but yes, I have. Maybe <laughs> you can you can sing it better than I can. But um, what's the song that says, um, "I'll be with you in heavenly places"? I'll be with you in heavenly places.
4: And I just I'm not hearing it. that song. I'm sorry. <laughs> I
1: don't know it's okay. it. I don't. I just hear that being sung over you. Montel, I just hear that.
2: and um Oh, my baby's new crying people. for me. Bless his heart. Oh. Are you going to get him? Oh. Yeah, I told my husband to bring him to me. He's wanting mama. <laughs> oh. He loves being a part of what I do, too. You know what I really truly feel, too? Oh. I feel like God's going to have me teach him oh. for one day for him to, to do radio with me. So...
1: Yeah. He's so
2: cute, too. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he's precious. He gets attention everywhere he goes. And I was sharing, Jennifer, with Jen. I, I was so tugged on my heart today when we're talking about all these unwanted children. Um, God just has given me this love. And we was getting ready to go on the hayride today where we went was a Christian radio and they had gospel music, and mm-hmm. it was just—it was a beautiful Christian family environment. Yeah. And it was—it's beautiful out in the country, all the different colored leaves. And um, it was an amazing man of God pulling the wagon. But as my husband and I were standing in line, we seen they had this little boy, and he had a few little birth defects, and um, he was the most beautiful little boy you'd ever want to see. And this young couple had another boy, a little bit older, and a little girl. And we got talking back and forth. Well, come to find out, they were foster parents. And this little baby that was Noah's age was about half Noah's side. And this this guy was sharing how they've had him since birth, but then he's been gone two weeks and then come back. And, like, I was just sitting thinking, God be with those foster parents. Because thinking about, I've seen the love this man had for this little baby. And the little the older boy they were adopting. But it takes special people to do that because you, yeah. you to love these children. You see the abuse they go through. You yeah. see, you know what they're going back to and that they go through so much rejection or hurt or, Oh, wow. <laughs> the way this man was holding this baby and loving this baby. And we got to share about, it. no, it was a God thing for me because it was more and more like God was showing me, not just with these little children, but his other children, that's around the world. And where, wherever we are, there's there's someone always hurting or needing the Father's love. And just yeah. seeing what this beautiful couple was doing blessed me so much today. And I told him, you know, my husband and I will be praying for you because you can bring me Noah. The girls are familiar with him. Come here, Bobby. Mommy's right here. Come on. I'm going to get my little guy. I can't handle her. And cry. He's smiling. <laughs> Come here, big guy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, my husband... My husband is really good at interacting with people as well, and the, you could just see this little boy looking up at this this guy and um, holding this little baby, and he was happy, he's smiling, sorry, and he went to mama, but it just had blessed me so much, you know, but I think we should pray for, for foster parents and really have an understanding mm-hmm. of what they go through, because with me, I can't even imagine Noah being taken away from me. I've had him since birth. But that's what many foster parents post. <laughs> they have to give these beautiful babies up, knowing that they're going back to situations, you know, where the parents may sell again or they may be abused. And then that's what he said. He's, like, been back and forth. And uh, so please keep that family in your prayers because they're in, they're in a they're in a hard place right now. They really they love these little kids. To look at them, you would have never guessed it was their foster children. The same when we're out when people see Noah. And we don't always tell people about Noah's adoption. My husband and I only talk about it when we're led by the Spirit. Because in our hearts, Noah is ours. God gave Noah to us. But there's times God wants us to encourage others about adoption and um, talk about abortion or encourage someone else that's going through adoption. So we always know the time and place we're supposed to because as Noah gets older as God leads us we're gonna let God lead us in the right time and place and what we're supposed mm-hmm. to do in that situation because we don't want him hurt. And we I can't I don't even want to think about pain. He's trying to take my headset. He likes to put it on. Can you say hi? Can you
0: say hi. hi. <laughs> oh, you hear Jen
2: say hi Noah. Hi Noah. You hear your name, don't you? He's smiling.
3: <laughs> He's got
2: the biggest blue eyes. He's they are so blue, they're like it's blue like so well, I, I, I shared with you whenever um Noah was being carried that I prayed. For God to let him look like our family, in all honesty, June has seen pictures, and he's got um, the, his eyes remind me of my son, my mom. There's like real dominant blue, and um, it's just, it amazes me, and some of his characteristics and his sense of humor, it's just like, mm-hmm. if my husband and I would have had a child together, in all honesty, know us who that would have been like god chose us to do it in a different way <laughs> he's our son and he's a part of both of us god created him to be that way mm-hmm. that right, boy? yeah mm-hmm. like what's going on mom where you been did you not hear me so amazing. <laughs> <laughs> my husband's looking at him like he's been in there screaming and wow the phone lines are <laughs> lighten up thank you lord but um it it amazes me like my husband you know how babies are though because i have me more than my husband my husband i acknowledge him because he works 10 11 hours a day and then he'll come home time with noah or try to support me on the radio so when babies are sick they want mama most of the time and he hasn't been feeling well and but he's getting more of a bond with my husband and um he uh but he wanted mama and my husband just I'm smiling at him like really. He quit crying as soon as he got in here. <laughs> He's all right, big guy. Oh good. <laughs> so what
1: do, you, what do you? What kind of suggestions do you have for people that are wanting to um, to explore the options of adoption? Like, what kind of suggestions would you make to people that are, you know, exploring that that
2: as a possibility? One of the things I would suggest to people, my husband, here with me as well, he could even tell you, if you are able to do a private adoption, it is a little bit simpler process. Um, you don't have to worry about going through an adoption agency or different things like that if you're able to do that. But I also know that there's a lot of kids that are in the system that do need foster parents. You really need to consider how much time and effort, you know, you're really willing to put in having an understanding that adoption just, you don't just say, Hey, I want this child. And, um, it happens. It's a process. You have to, um, you have to go through first, your lawyer, look for a family lawyer. And the one we have is amazing. Mm -hmm. They will work with you, um, on payment Mm -hmm. plans, various things. Don't let the concept of money, Intimidate you because when it's a private adoption, it's a lot different than adoption agencies. But in all mm-hmm. honesty, you gotta you gotta sit down and make a list of what you would consider the pros and the cons. um You know, if you're feeling called to do this, make sure you're willing to sacrifice in your life. You know, the time because my husband and I, my kids are raised. You know, I just turned fifty in May. And I have a three-year-old granddaughter, you know, my husband and I were to a place where we could travel. We didn't have to load up a baby or anything else when we went places. But you know what, I wouldn't change it for nothing right now. This little guy's my world. You have to, you have to truly search your heart, truly search your heart Mm -hmm. and know without a doubt and I encourage people. Some people say you can't love an adopted child like your own. That's not true, especially if you have the heart of Jesus. I love this boy just the same as my son and my daughter. I have such a deep love. He's my best friend. And um, he brightens my everyday, he wakes up every day smiling at me, kissing me, hugging me. And um, you just, you've got to be willing to give of self and walk, like I said earlier, by faith, not sight. And trust God. Most of all, put God at the front of it all, knowing that's what he really is calling you to do, because it truly, it's it's rewarding. It truly is rewarding, but it can be stressful. It can be painful because there comes, in the beginning, you have to wait till the mom actually gives birth. So anytime through any of that process, if the baby hasn't been born yet, they can change their mind. So, you know, you have that hope you want to be part of it, but so you have to wait three days after the baby's born for her to sign everything. Then the actual adoption process starts. So you wow. have to, you have to have strength. You have to have patience. And you just, you just got to take it day by day, walking by faith and not sight. Just wait. What truly search your heart. That's the best answer I have. Know that it's a process. Yeah. It's okay, big guy, but um, it's just, research to research and get knowledge or talk to a family lawyer, because there are different types of adoptions. Sometimes like in our situation, it was a single mother that had an on pregnancy and was going to abort, but she felt led to talk to my husband and I. Um, Sometimes it might be a family member. There's a lady that God connected me to. I connected her to my lawyer. She's actually adopting her grandson that was going to be aborted at 20 weeks. So it's different situations, every scenario is different and different processes. So research and um just make sure without a shadow of a doubt that that's what you want to do because you got to think of this innocent little person that's coming into the world or that's here and what mm-hmm. how your choices are going to affect their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's um mm-hmm. an
1: awesome um place where we have the opportunity as as Christ followers to um, participate in an advocacy. And I love that the church is really standing up and they're doing things similar. You know, they bring families in within the church and it has been such an honor. I've had the opportunity to go out and attend some of their meetings and it's through the Patrick Henry center out in Lynchburg, Virginia. And it's called safe families. And It really has taken my breath away just watching how um, Vision 30 and Safe Families have come together under the, um, I call them the Righteous Oak. They call themselves the Umbrella, but I call them the Righteous Oak. And I love how the church has come in and they have... Um, actually reached out to people even within the church and said, you know, if you have an interest in adoption, um, we would love for you to come and be trained. And they offer training and um, they get them CPR certified. Yeah. And they have like this huge thing that they do um, as, I guess it's like uh, at a campground and they bring parents out that are within the church. So, you know, for single mothers that are in a struggle um, that maybe need time to get on their feet and they don't want to lose their children, the church goes in and trains people within the church so that they can place the children within the church with a family within the church to avoid them from entering into the foster care system. And Mm -hmm. I love that, too, you know. Mm -hmm. we are called to bridge the gap with love. Like John, we are called to be, um, you know, the, the hands and feet of Jesus. And I love that ministry and I love what they're doing. And I love what you're doing with Noah. And there's just so many options that are out there available for people. I think sometimes that they're just unaware. um, so it's just amazing hearing you know, both sides and having done an advocacy with safe families and even that being an option for those out there that are willing to take on children because there's so many resources. And I think in my, um, in my experience, there have been times as a single mom that it's been tough But yet there's places like um, a ministry called One Table, and they gather eight people within a community. They come around a single mom, and they come in, and they help them. And there's just so many options um, other than abortion. And I I, (laughs) – I cannot even explain the grief that I felt the day that that I spoke with that woman that was in the abortion clinic and how I felt like I had failed God. I just felt like I had failed him. Like I didn't get to her soon enough or I had done something, you know, what did I, could I have said something different? Like there were so many scenarios going on in my head. So it's just so comforting listening to you and, and just getting that advice for people who who do want to adopt, you know, and, and do it that way and and knowing so many different options that, that they have and the opportunities that are there where, you know, they, they can have their babies with. And that's the big thing is um, knowing that they're placed with a Christian family. You are a Christ follower. And Noah will be raised in a Christian home. And I know that that's been a huge concern on my heart. Um, I've been helping a woman, I've been praying for her for quite some time, whose um, granddaughter was placed with adoptive parents. And um, all she wants to do is see her granddaughter. She just wants to have visitation, that's it. And For some reason, they they won't allow her. They, there's some kind of something that's going on and it breaks my heart even for her and ministering to so many people from every perspective of adoption it's really opened my eyes up to how big God is and how there's so much out there that we can do for the betterment of humanity through being Christ followers
3: wow
2: yeah. I wish we had programs like that around here. We have like the pregnancy care center, but I think mm-hmm. actually educating people and preparing them for adoption—that's a really smart. That that to me is like it's it's hard, like because even as foster parents. Like, when you're going through and you're excited about getting this baby and everything, but then the lawyer tells you, until that baby's born and the mother hands it over to you, you know, don't consider it a done deal. But you go to love Mm -hmm. this baby, I go to every, you know, to every appointment, the gender reveal, and praise God, I knew I was going to have a son. God revealed that to me. But it can be emotional, and it can be hard and you you do have to gain knowledge and you have to have understanding and know that you're gonna have days that may seem more than you can bear, but I always look to God and He tells us that in our in our weakness the strength is perfected and he has shown that to me all along our adoption journey. It's just he has showed himself more and more
3: so amazing.
1: So do you think you wanna share about The Hannah houses, the vision for Hannah houses, and how when I was sharing that with you about Hannah, you can
2: go ahead and share that, Jim. Because uh, you know what's really funny though is (laughs) when you say Hannah, my husband kind of looks at me. But but I was even saying it today. It's already been in my (laughs) spirit. I truly believe God's going to bring us a little girl, and either her name's already (laughs) going to be Hannah, or I'm, I'm to name her Hannah. And this has been on my heart. I was on your prayer line one night, and God spoke that into my spirit. And so I've been yeah. preparing myself for this little girl that God's going to bring in our life. And my husband's like, now hold on here. Watch what you're praying for. You know he me. <laughs> because I have him during the day and everything. So I would have an openness in, the, in a in a heartbeat uh, for God to place Hannah in our life. So, yeah, share that Um uh,
4: Sure, that. That makes
2: me stop thinking about that, especially when we were talking about it and it was the Hannah House because the name Hannah is what got put on my heart for a little girl. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so a, a vision
1: um, that I had uh, many years ago was to have home, have a home or have several homes across the United States of America and they would be called Hannah Houses and I wrote this down probably I don't know, five years ago And I just kind of like tucked it away and I was like, you know, one day God is going to allow for this and and it's going to happen. I just have to, you know, you know, he gives us a lot of things and sometimes we feel like they're too big for us (laughs) and we have to wait on his perfect timing. But the Hannah House vision was about having homes. And even if they were just like older homes that we had to go in and remodel, but to turn them into homes where women could come in and if they were pregnant and they've chosen adoption um, as, as the option against abortion, that we would take them in and house them and then we would educate them biblically. And that they would have an opportunity to learn and pray and come together um, and be able to build a bond with parents that are coming in and looking to um, – I guess what you would say is kind of like sponsor the woman uh, throughout her pregnancy, you know, to make sure that they get to be a part of the ultrasound and they get to be there with her and they get to pray there with her. And, and, um, it was a vision that I, I just kind of tucked away. And then recently James Anthony Woods was on the prayer line and he was like, in our father's house, there's many mansions, you will have houses and they will help women, and they will be called Hannah Houses. And I was like, what? And I had to go back and grab my notebook, and I pulled out these notebooks that I have in totes because I've just been putting them in there. And um, that was a vision uh, that I had had five years ago, and just this year it was confirmed. So we've talked so many times about um, patience. And I, I heard you explaining about the adoptive process being um, one that takes a lot of patience and a lot of strength. And, and that's kind of like, you know, even with our ministries, um, what God does is he builds endurance. And while he's building that endurance and giving us our, his strength to get us through, um, he's also developing the fruit. And once he's got that fruit developed, then it will bear forth. And um, I'm just excited for you, and I'm excited that we were able to have you on and to honor you this evening because it just touches my heart so much to know so many others that their heart is to end abortion and to um, really just let people know the options of adoption.
2: Adoption is truly a beautiful thing, and um, one of one of my mom. Uh, I used to sing a song all the time for my mom every time we went anywhere. It was No Orphans of God, and I might close out with that one tonight when we get ready to go off the air. But we're all adopted in. We're we're all like I, he's a father to the fatherless, and you know God can call us to things. I truly believe that vision that God's given you about the Hannah houses is going gonna, gonna to come to pass. And Sister Pearl would be someone great for you to talk to. She's uh, been a host with me for years now. She's very involved in um, a place in New York. They do exactly what you're talking about. And actually, these places just were put up, I think, almost two, I think two years ago. We're going to be talking about that Monday night when we have the program about adoption and abortion but that's what that's what God did with them um they had them educate couples or single parents like it could be single mothers, couples that are married um they educated them at first with the Word of God and they offered love and hope, not condemnation and God gave them all the things they needed to establish these places. they actually take them in during the whole pregnancy they get them jobs they um they, they prepare them to be on their own by the time the baby gets here. And when you're talking about that, that is, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And then they share, they share uh, like the stories and testimonies and of all the babies they've been able to save through it. And then right now they're in the middle of what's called a, have you heard of the 40 day prayer challenge where they actually are, for 40 days, they are praying and fasting for abortion to stop? And they all come together. It's a beautiful thing. And they're all in the midst of that right now. And I think Mm -hmm. she'd be great to encourage you and to talk to because she could give you some insight on people that can help. And there's there's people in different states and various things. So I'm going to talk to her because I want to connect you two. And I think she would be a great encouragement for you because I truly believe God's going to do that. And, um, I'm expecting my Hannah as well, so I'm claiming that for both of our lives <laughs> yeah i just I just know God's gonna do new things in all of our lives. I truly, truly believe that, and I'm expecting like i I find myself expecting things one of the things. I get excited. Like I like to expect things in my emails or a message on Facebook, like a new connection or a new door opening. Like I get excited in my spirit as a child of God. I don't know if you two go through that, but you truly do start expecting things from our father because he's constantly blessing us or calling us to new things. And the journey, it may be hard at times, but it's so worth it. The journey is exciting and and it's amazing, I know both of you ladies, because we all had to start somewhere. it's it, ministry itself is a sacrifice, and you've got to surrender a lot of things. But it is a growing process. And I like to sit and look. I kind of like how God polishes us. That's the way I'm trying to say. It's kind of like when an artist first starts their their sculpture or their painting, maybe when they're first this is their first work, you know, and then they get down the road fifteen years. And they look at how they've grown and how, they're, how things have changed. I'd love to see God do that, like in people's ministries, in our own life, where he brought us from and where we are now. And God molds us in so many different ways. And as we grow, he, he does so many changes in our life. And I find ministry work a beautiful thing. The people I get to meet, like you two beautiful ladies and all the hosts I work with, um, different people from different countries that come on. I have a spiritual son named Simon. Um, he's been in my life for over six years. He's actually from India and was training in China to be a doctor. And he actually started, I would send sermons and teachings over. He was making gospel tracts in the Chinese language. And he was sharing the word of God over in China. He uh, he went through a lot even to be able to do that. But it's just amazing to see when God brings people in our lives, how we can impact their lives in ways we never believed and how he can use the people. I believe God connects us all for a reason. We have divine connections and we have to understand that I might be the hand, you're the foot, that person might be the mouth. But when we all come together and realize we all serve a purpose for the kingdom of God and put aside self, I truly believe that's when God can do the greatest things in our lives.
3: Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So, you know, I know that part of what what you do here on the line is pray for needs at the end. Is anybody on the line right now that we have any prayer for us to agree while we're all together here? If
2: anybody does have
3: prayer needs
2: or they want prayer, um, they can call in to the six... Uh, 626-696-8607 And press 1 If they press 1 That puts them in the QA And we know that they're wanting prayer I know we do have several listeners And that's all that's all they have to do Again is just push 626-696-8607 And press 1 Or if they're already on the line listening And they press 1 That lets me know as well That they want prayer too Okay So we will open the phone lines for prayer. If anybody um, wants prayer, we'd be more than happy. We'd love to pray for people. So the lines are open for that. Sometimes people get shy to come on the air live, too i been hearing that a few times as well. Sometimes they'll message and I they'll be that. like, will you pray for me? I don't want to be live on the right. air, but will you pray for this? Season? So I understand that it can be, uh, it can right. be nerve wracking being on there. Yeah. Um, Pastor Barb Smith, if you ladies would lift her up in prayer. Jen is familiar with Barb. Um, praise God for answered prayers mm-hmm. and what he's been doing in yeah. her life. That She's having problems with the valves in her legs, not draining Right. And it's causing fluid, mm-hmm. build up, and she's losing her ability to walk. So she's wanting prayer for that tonight.
0: Mm. Hallelujah.
2: Dear Heavenly Father,
1: we lift that barb to you, Lord, and we just thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for the turnaround. The turnaround. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for what you've done in her life. We thank you, Father, that she is back at full yes, force. Hallelujah. She is claiming your name, and she is just doing things bigger and better than even before. So, Father, I just thank you for Barb. I thank you for healing her, Lord, because only you can do it. Only you can do it, Father. And we just speak to that vow, and we just ask for anything that's trying to cause mm-hmm. that valve to be removed and for it to flow. the way that to. Thank you, Father, for re establishing the mobility in her leg, Lord, so that she can be mobilized. Thank you, Father, so that she can be mobilized and going out huh, to spread the gospel. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for mobilizing her. Thank you, Lord, for preventing anything that could come against her leg, Lord, or anything to come against her, Lord. We just, we honor you, Lord, and we give you all the praise and glory. We thank you, Father, for healing her now. In Jesus' name, amen. Yes. Praise I believe you, lord a lady named Paula that she said she pressed one. Her name is
2: Paula. Huh. I wonder why it's not... It might be something with the internet connection here. Because I actually had to call in on my phone because my internet connection went down. You ladies are still on. But do you know probably what the last part of her, uh, what's the last part of her phone number? Do you know? um, 7332. Okay, I see her. I'll open her mic. For some reason, it's not bringing people up. So hold on one minute. Okay, her mic is now open. Hi, Jennifer. Hi,
4: Jennifer. Hi, Hi Mattel. Hi. Hello, God bless you.
1: God bless you.
0: Bless
4: you. I'm sorry, what?
1: How can we be praying for you this evening? Yeah. Well,
4: (laughs) I just kind of wanted to bless Montel. If I may. Aww. Sure. Montel, <laughs> um, my mama went to have this in January. Aww. And my heart was just going out to you tonight, listening to you. And um, Jennifer <laughs> and quite a few others call me mama. Or mama bear.
2: That was <laughs> my mom's nickname, Mama Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Jennifer I especially. Was she was Mama Bear.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Jennifer especially calls me Mama Bear.
0: <laughs> and
4: um, I had two sons. Well, I had three when I was in heaven, but my other two used to bring home all the kids that nobody else wanted. You know, their parents might kick them out, and I used to have kids. I had one who was like sixteen, seventeen years old, pull up drunker than drunk up in my driveway one night, hurting so bad. I had a kid that was on heroin all the time, you know, and I just pulled these kids in and just loved on them. Oh. And I just want to tell you, this mama bear is wrapping her mm-hmm. arms around you tonight. Wrapping you, <laughs> and I'm gonna be praying for you. And uh um, thank you that is so awesome about little Noah. That is such an awesome, awesome blessing. That's a blessing.
2: Sure is. He's he's yeah. he's my whole oh, he brings me so much joy and love and I I cry every day thanking God for him. Because yeah. life is such a precious gift, and a child is such and a blessing, a precious gift. And I thank God every day, like how much You love me, God, that You blessed me with this sweet little boy. I prayed for yeah. 13 years. My husband, um, my husband and I wanted to have a child together. Um, I mm-hmm. have two children from previously. But their dad left me when I was pregnant with my daughter and was never a part of their life. And his exact words was find someone else to raise them. I don't want them. And God brought my husband and I together in an ER room. That's how we met. And he's been in my children's Mm -hmm. life now for um, 16 years. But physically, we weren't able to have a child together. So God started talking to my heart, changing the way I was praying, to be honest. And I started praying one day out in my yard. Um, a few months actually before Noah came into our life. And I said, God, there's so many unwanted children, little children that are going to be aborted. You're such a mighty God that you could put it on someone's heart that don't want their child to put that baby in our life, in our hands. And I will receive that God. And it was about three months later, the young lady, my husband and I taught in children's church for over 10 years, got a hold of me and, Um, she was actually in a situation at the moment where she could die. She had a dangerous blood clot between her lung and her heart. And she talked to me about that first, but she said, why I'm here, I found out I'm pregnant. She's a single mom with two little girls. It was a bad situation. She said, I want you and your husband to adopt this baby or I'm going to abort it. And her mother was sitting there as well. And I was in tears and I came home and told my husband, it's like, you're not going to believe this. Because I never had the experience of having a dad from the beginning. Like, I didn't get all the first with the dad being there. And my husband got to cut the cord, and we got to be there for every ultrasound. Like, it's been beautiful. Even though I didn't carry him, he's still our baby. And I got all the experiences. And in my heart, I don't feel any different towards this little boy. I have such an amazing love for him.
4: Exactly. I have have similar of
2: his stories.
4: It won't take a long time telling it, but I prayed for one of my children because I had one child uh, for two years later I miscarried, and then I didn't even get pregnant for four years. And I cried out one day, and I said, God, if you think I'm a good mama, just let me have another baby because my sisters and sister-in-laws were having two and three at a time. And I was was sad. Yes, and so I was like, you know, God, if you think I'm a good mom, give me another child. But if you don't, just take this desire out of my heart because it's killing I mean, it felt like it was killing me. And he, seven weeks later, I found out I was pregnant with my son, Joshua. Glory to God. And when was four months old, I found out I was pregnant again with my Jeremy. Wow. <laughs> the Jeremy. At 13 months old, he had meningitis and he went to Jesus. And, wow. um, but I have, you know, he has put so many kids in my life over the years. And I was telling, <laughs> I told Jennifer I was so, thought it was so awesome that she wanted a Hannah house because I've always wanted a home for women who have been battered and sexually abused coming out of sex trafficking and that. And I want one house for women by themselves or by themselves, but I want another home next to it with women who have children or who are pregnant, you know, and that they've been in situations they've had to get out of. If it's been rape, if it's been, you know, molestation, if it's been from a husband who's beat them and they've gotten pregnant, you know, I want those people to be able to, or if they have a child, I want them to be able to have a home too. So, yeah, <laughs> so I kind of have that prayer too in my heart. And that's been in my heart. But she said five years, mine's been in my heart for about 20, but no, about wow. 35, 35 years, not 25.
0: So, yeah. <laughs>
2: God will give us Those are definitely, desires. definitely beautiful visions. And you you ladies both have such beautiful hearts. I, all the ladies on here do, but I just, I'm trusting God that he's going to bring mm-hmm. these things to life and that you're going to make a difference in children's lives and these women's lives. And there's so much hurt and loneliness and loss. And so many of these people don't even know there's places that, you know, they can go to or, there are other options sometimes it's shame or just being rejected you know that's a scary thing to be young and pregnant or maybe kicked out of their home for it or just this rejection can cause a lot of things that lead to abortion so i pray that god jesus is all in all of our ministries to be a light Mm -hmm. that helps to save life that's what my true hope like my heart is that whether we, God Jesus is to help with adoption or stop abortions, like what he's doing with Jen in Africa, or I'm trusting that he'll get these houses put up for you. You both have a surrendered heart and a willingness to do this. And even though it might not be when we think God's timing is perfect, I definitely learned that through my adoption. I prayed for 13 years. So God's timing is perfect. I have learned that.
4: Yes. It is. it is and I have I have a friend also who has um, she has an orphanage a preschool feeding kitchen and that and they have the grounds the king gave them over in East Swatini Africa and um, she has a care home though it's not an orphanage because she has um, parents house parents the house parent and there's 12 children in each um care home for them, and she's written one book. she's getting ready to write another book about oh, how they in and now for eighteen mm-hmm. years is now, and God is doing amazing things with adopted children, with children with women who you know find themselves <laughs> pregnant, so yeah that's that's kind of part mm-hmm. of my heart to that.
1: So I you know you know I am receiving a prophetic word for Montel off of what you just said, right? Uh, uh, yes.
0: <laughs> I I knew you would
1: laugh at that. So it's interesting because I always listen very keenly um when people are talking so I can hear what our father's saying. And mm-hmm. um you know how Montel the things that we have both been going through And um, how now, I don't know if you know this, Paul, that Montel and I have agreed to be prayer partners with one another, Um, but I did hear the Lord say, you are pregnant with purpose, okay? Mm -hmm. So you are pregnant with purpose, and the battle that you went through yesterday was what delivered you into your heavenly governmental authority position. So what does that mean? That means now, because all I hear you talking about is adoption, adoption, adoption. So we need to look up and see whom is promoting adoption That where there is someone that is sitting there now um, on our governmental system in the natural. And we need to pray that those that are, like, not pro-life are moved out and mm-hmm. that the right ones are placed in. Now, Amy Barrett, we all know, I mean that was amazing 3 years ago, prophetic word sitting in the church in Palestine, wrote down and I thought it was for my little sister. And I shared this with James Anthony Woods the other day, but um I wrote down Amy will be given the award in the rose garden. Now, this was 3 years ago. And um Right before I even knew who she was, I had an open vision of a little girl that was standing on a huge grassy lawn, and her father was standing behind her, and she had her hand on her heart, and she had a little red, white, and blue dress with this big barrette in her hair, and the Lord said, write down her name in capital letters, barrette, and I was like, huh, and I didn't know who she was. Because, you know, I pray for our government and I, you know, I just try to listen to what our Father is desiring on earth as it is in heaven. Um, So this open vision, when the little girl was saying the Pledge of Allegiance, right, she had her hand on her heart. She always knew that she would go to the White House. She always knew that she would, you know, be in our nation's capital. She always knew that since she was a little girl. And she she knew, you know, and as she was praying in this open vision, or as she was um, saying the pledge of allegiance with her hand on her heart, she was actually praying in her head, and it was like I pledge allegiance to the United uh, um, I pledge uh, I can't even get it out I pledge allegiance <laughs> to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's what she and then I found out two weeks later, they're like, did you ever know that Amy Barrett was being she's up, nominated to be um, <laughs> placed as ju- yeah as a judge? And I was like, who? <laughs> so I just thought <laughs> it was funny. Um, but I hear that for you, Montel, that the warfare that you were going through because you were being birds into that position in order for you to pray for those that are not um, in their right place to be removed and for those who are Christ followers to be placed into their positions like that's the governmental authority that God has given you even down to Paul saying 12 twice and it's like a double portion of that mm-hmm. anointing yeah right God
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. I just
1: had to share that with you because it was so, like, my face is hot, my ears are hot, and the mm-hmm. Lord's like, you
2: have to share this with her.
1: Mm-hmm. Hallelujah.
3: Jesus, praise mm-hmm. God. I
2: Thank feel you. so loved and encouraged tonight. I feel like my mama actually is hugging me. And <laughs> that's oh. special. Mm-hmm.
3: God.
2: God. Mm-hmm. She's an amazing, amazing mm-hmm. woman and a uh, great woman mm-hmm. of faith. But uh, I thank God. I thank God all the time for the time he did give me with her. I was truly blessed to have a mama like yeah. her. And uh, I want to be the same kind of mama to to Noah and to the kids I already had. And, you know, it's really funny, too, when I think of Jennifer uh, said earlier, Jennifer Foster was talking to me about being the mother to the nations. I started to cry because mm-hmm. I had so many young people from India and Africa that call me that, um,
3: that message me
2: here a lot lately, tell me that, you know, I'm I'm mother of nations and I'm their mom and they want me to teach them. And that is the one thing I do want to encourage people in. And I will let you ladies lead out as God leads you to. But one thing I want to encourage you, and I know both Jennifer are the same in their ministries. One thing God taught me a long time ago so many people want to look at outward appearance where maybe where people from, they might be Muslim, they might be from China, Buddhist, all over the different parts of the world, people believe differently. But God always encouraged me, search the heart and be a light and love people like Jesus. Because when Amen. people messages on messenger, and sometimes it's at different hours in the morning, you ladies can relate to that as well because they're on different time zones. We need to receive people in love and not condemnation or have a willingness to get to know them because I've, I've ministered to people that are, have Muslim backgrounds or people in a sense that are atheists that really in a sense don't have any beliefs at all. But the one yeah. thing that they've always told me was that they liked how I loved people. I didn't condemn them. I didn't try yes. to, as some people call it, Bible thump. <laughs> Like, God will lead mm-hmm. us in a way to reach people if we don't do it of self, but if we let the Spirit lead us in the love of Jesus. So that's one thing yeah. I do encourage people. If you're going into ministry work, be willing to love people from every corner of every nation. Don't catch judgment because of their belief, because God's going to use you to reach that people to, those people to teach them about Jesus. And that's, that's important to remember, because God himself searches the heart It's not about outward appearance. You can have the ugliest person on the outside. It looks like they've been beat, brought down. They may look scary, but you really need to get to know their heart because sometimes you can have the most beautiful person and they can be the ugliest person you could ever imagine on the inside. So we need to get our focus off of the outward appearance and truly learn to search the heart and know that we may be the only Bible someone reads or You know, a light in the dark We just have to have that willingness And truly love people like Jesus That's what it comes down to Loving people like Jesus Yeah Mm -hmm. Montel,
4: I have a friend My best friend um, I've even asked Jennifer to pray With me about her Um, She has been beat down All her life She lost her mama And her grandma, when she was two years old in a wreck that she was in, and she lived and she has bashed herself for living all those years without her grandma and her mama. She was raped horribly when she was four. Her dad was in and out of the service. He came back and caught the guy raping her. Her stepmother pushed religion down to her down her crammed it down her so much that she got to where she just couldn't even speak the word God. She is God and she has been my best friend and all I do is love her and pray for her. I don't cram Jesus down her throat. I don't condemn her for what she police and I just love her. And I pray That's for you yes, yes. And you said mm-hmm. India and Pastor Woods, Jennifer was talking about Pastor Woods
5: And he said that I'd
4: be going to India ministering to people <laughs> Praise God. I just I just wanted
2: to love on you tonight. And um just let you know I I'm
4: appreciate
2: praying. it. I receive your love and I send love and hugs back and I love each and every person on here tonight, and and just the encouragement means so much to me. And this week, as I was sharing earlier, it'll uh, be three week three years on the twenty first that my mom went to be with the Lord, and it's been a journey within itself. If it wasn't for my faith in God and my hope knowing one day I'll see her again, and calling Amen. out to him in. We need to remember we're human and God understands that we're not never going to be perfect. We're, we're all going to have times when we fall or we, we might feel like, like me yesterday giving up. It doesn't mean that I give up on God, but sometimes you get so much weighted down on you. It just sometimes it's hard to get back up. But the most important thing is we do get back up. And if our brothers and sisters are falling like Jennifer and Jen have done for me, reach out a hand. Don't condemn them don't don't do it in anger or harshness do it in love sometimes we have to have tough love but there's a way that we can do it without making a person feel more condemned and unloved. and anytime i message any of the ladies that i'm connected with they always receive me in love jenna call me like she'll i mean my phone will ring instantly like she don't let me give up and she loves me Mm -hmm. through it and that's what we're supposed to do and then there's days I have to love her through it because we're family in Christ and, you know, we're all going to go through and the enemy likes to attack and discourage because we're doing something that he hates. We're being a light and he don't want people to know about the light. The dark hates the light. So I'm just, I'm learning too as I grow. And I, these ladies are mentors yeah. to me and God used Jen to call me out of the cave. I still, I still remember that night to encourage me a prophetic gift and Cause I was stuck because I missed my mom and I'll never forget that night when Jen approached me, Is like, Hey, God, shine this light on you. Will you be on the prayer line? Like you're a prayer warrior, aren't you? You know, she stepped out in faith and she approached me and that's not always easy to do, but it's great that God gives us these divine connections because I know I have sisters that will pray for me. And now I got a new mama bear that will give me hugs and love too. So God's good. Yeah. Like that means so much to me tonight, you know? Um, my mom's hugs, and I miss her phone calls and her laugh and her corkiness, but God, God put a thing on my heart the other day. He knew he was going to take my mama home with Him, so he sent me Noah to love, and uh, yes. my best friend was with my Lord and Savior, but I have a new best friend, and that's my little Noah. yes,
4: yes. Yeah. And, and what's even more amazing,
1: if you see baby Noah and you see a picture of Montel's mom,
5: mm-hmm.
4: they, they look is.
1: just alike.
4: It I is did. wild. And he was talking about how you went through the chemo and everything with your mama. I was pregnant with my son that I prayed for, um, during the time that my mama was going through breast cancer and chemo, and uh, she was um jump you know kind of hanging her head out one side of the car, and I was kind of hanging myself my head out the other side.
2: <laughs> that's been forty that's years hard. ago <laughs>
4: forty one years ago
2: never but, forget those yeah. moments do you like Going through a journey with someone you love that battles cancer, it's horrible. You, Honestly, I have such more of an appreciation for the little things. My mom couldn't eat or swallow because she had cancer in her throat. And she said, I would give anything just to be able to eat a sandwich. You know, we take so many things Mm -hmm. for granted. We complain so much about the small things. We don't realize how blessed we are sometimes. And when you have someone you love so much, go through those things. And you sit Mm -hmm. in a, in a cancer center with people from the ages, like where my mom was at, it was like young teenagers on up, you know, they're sitting there getting these treatments, hoping that, it, you know, hey, will it get rid of this disease. How long do I have? You you become, yeah. you, it, it changes your life in such a way I can't even put it into words. I have, yeah. I've always thanked God for life, but there's so many things I don't take for granted anymore. That's what I told my husband. I try to live life more to the fullest. Because we're not promised tomorrow, and that' that I've learned that more and more. I've lost my best friend to cancer. Um, she was my best friend since second grade. we were friends forty years, and uh, she didn't even know she had cancer. She started getting sick last October or uh, first part of November, and she was gone by January. and uh, mm-hmm. it just you never know what a day's gonna bring, so cherish life. You know, Mm -hmm. live life to the fullest, but most of all, if you don't know Jesus, receive Jesus, because at the end of this journey called life, there's two destinations, heaven or hell, and I try to focus on the eternal things and not things of the world, and that's what Reaching Out Radio is about and all these other ladies' ministries. We truly want to see people saved and delivered and set free because Jesus is the only way unto the Father, and we have to be a voice and share the true gospel, not sugarcoat things, not sugarcoating preaching, but tell people the truth and about true salvation.
0: Mm-hmm. Amen. true. I and I just thank God so for you. Much. and
4: I thank God for Jennifer and Jen because I know them both and mm-hmm. I just love them both. So. both yeah, we love
3: you. Thank you, you too, Paula. Yeah,
4: love <laughs> you.
3: you. Excited about that motorcycle ministry the Lord is going to provide you. <laughs> you.
0: Yeah.
1: I know. We'll have to tell Jennifer about it. <laughs> I'm
0: going to tell you, uh,
1: I'm going to call you Motorcycle Mama from now on. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Motorcycle Mama. Wait till Mama. I get my own.
4: <laughs> oh, you will. You will. Yeah. Hallelujah.
0: So, God bless I God you. I love you.
4: Oh blessings!
1: So there's a scripture that I would like to leave everyone with because I feel like just wisdom has just really poured out from the heavens, and it's Romans 11 and 33. Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, and I I appreciate Jennifer Foster. I appreciate you coming on and and co-hosting and and being me there for too. me so much. In day in and day out every week making the flyers and doing the things that you do to help our ministry thrive and it's just such an honor um, that you would join us on tonight's broadcast
3: and Montel
1: I want you to know that there are people out here that honor you and this evening is an opportunity to let your voice be heard because it's your
2: time to roar.
1: It's
4: your so I'm time, definitely girl. ready for
2: you, girl. Trust me, I truly am. And uh, I thank God for, for every one of you, ladies. That's a part of my life. And for new connections with this beautiful lady, Paula, correct? Um, it just um, it, it touches me to the depths of my heart to have people that pray for me in my darkest hours, um, to have people that love me enough to push me to get back up but not condemn me in doing so and help me to go through the birthing process so I can go into my next level. So that's a blessing within itself. Don't take people in your life for granted that pray for you, that encourage you. And know sometimes in life you're going to have a word in your life. You may not want to receive it, but God God will give us new direction. He will speak to us through people. But I've had to learn it's not that they're truly trying to condemn me. They're just trying to love me and help me to get to where I need to go and help me along the journey, kind of like Jen's ministry, pioneering the frontier. She's going to keep me pushing forward and keep plowing and preparing those fields. And the same mm-hmm. with Jennifer. I'm a, and, and I know it's just not in my life they do that. They're connected in so many people's lives. They both give a lot of their time as well, so I acknowledge them as well because I know um, – what Jennifer does, preparing the flyers and doing all the live videos, that's time-consuming, and that's a gift within itself, getting those things to look that nice and taking the time to do it. It truly is about, you really do have to sacrifice to do the work of the Lord, but it's truly worth it. I mean, at the end of the day, I wouldn't change nothing about it.
0: Amen. I love you guys so much. Amen,
2: you
4: Oh, you gonna go grab my box of tissues
2: again? I do that quite often. (laughs) People always tell me you have to be pentecostal or apostolic because all you do is cry. I said that's because my heart can't contain all my love for the Lord. And like every when we cry, it's not sad tears; it's gracefulness, and your heart overflows. And I'm proud to show my emotion and love for the Lord. You know,
1: I asked him at one point, Lord, why do I cry so much? Why do I cry so much? And he said, you're not crying. You're a whaler. And I was
2: like, oh, well, that I makes like that. sense.
0: <laughs> He's
2: like, you're not crying. You're a whaler. I can relate to that. I truly can. <laughs> yeah.
1: So it was just such an honor and a blessing to have everyone on this evening. Father God, we just thank you for this time where we can all come together and truly share in love. Lord. Love for one another and our love for Christ.
0: And honor
1: our sister and all that she does to expand the reach on Reaching Out Radio. So that she can share the love of Christ with all.
3: Yes. Lord, we you. Lord, we thank you, Father.
1: Hallelujah, thank you,
3: Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, Lord. And we thank you for sending finances, Lord God. Yes, so that this Lord. that going ministry can expand and go into other avenues, Lord God. We just thank you, Father, for providing a studio yes, and all the equipment that is needed yes, for her Lord. to continue to do radio on an even greater scale than she has done it in the past. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Yes, Lord. I thank you for other times.
1: Let's
2: glorify you, God. Thank you, God. I pray for my beautiful sisters, Father God. Lord, thank you for obedient warriors of God, women of faith. Dear God, that when I'm down, will lift me up, God. And Lord, that they push through and they do pioneer, God. And Lord, I just see them as mentors, dear God. And I have a prayer partner. I miss my prayer partner, and my mama, God. And I thank you for Jennifer and Paula and Jen, dear God. And Lord, bless their life, dear God. Bring provision for their visions, dear God. Lord, bring people into their life to bring the Hannah house to life and the houses that Paula has envisioned, dear God. Lord, Father God, those things are on their heart for a reason, dear God. I believe that you're preparing and that those things, too, will birth, Father God. And Lord, bless Jennifer. as She ministers into the world internationally, God all the broadcast she does, live video feed on Blazing the Trails, Father God. Lord, bless her for giving and sowing into Jennifer's ministry. She does the flyers. And Father God, bless gender, God, for her obedience and stepping out to start the prayer line for so many have been blessed in it, God. Lord, just help us to remember in the text, dear God, that we're not alone. First and foremost, dear God, that we have you but that we have unity in the body of Christ and their strength and numbers, God. And, Lord, when the enemy brings these attacks, Father God, may we stand together and intercede one for the other, dear God. I thank you for interceding, women of God, that loved me enough to pray for me and encourage me not to stop. God, I just step into the new season, dear God. Lord, take me forth in your perfect will, God. Lord, I know yes. sometimes we got to pull out the weeds for new growth, dear God. And You had to shake yes. me up, dear God, to show me truth, dear God. But I thank yes, You, dear God, Lord. that even though I hurt and that I went through, Father God, yes. it was for a purpose and part of Your plan, God. So I glorify Hallelujah. You in it, God. And I declare that the enemy is a liar. No weapon formed against me shall prosper against any Hallelujah. of our ministry, God. And Lord, I believe more people to be saved, delivered. Healed and set free. Father God, people right now receiving word in Africa, China, Japan, India, every part and every corner of every nation. God, take all of our ministries forth, God, for we have the same heart desire to serve you, dear God, and to serve people, God, that they may know the love of Jesus, God. So take us all to new places, dear God, and new destinations I hear in my spirit, God. You're going to do new things, God. And I thank you for my sister's love, dear God. And, God, I just pray that you bless them for being a blessing to me, God, and encourage them for encouraging me, God. And I honor you, God. And, Lord, Father, God, I thank you again for the time I had with my beautiful mother, God. I know she's up there rooting me on, God. I feel her nudging me a lot of times, God. I just glorify you, and I want to honor you in reaching out, radio God. And just may your perfect Hallelujah. will be done in every part of every ministry that you send. My husband and I to open new doors, God. I have a hunger to go forth, God, and use my sisters for your glory as well. I just give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. And as we get ready to close out tonight, um. I wanna I wanna pick my mom's favorite song and I dedicate it in her loving memory and it really goes along what we're talking about tonight. There are no orphans of God. I love and appreciate you both mm-hmm. so much and for you calling in Paula that meant so much to me. I love all of our mm-hmm. listeners. Just keep on praying for us because then prayers are important and I just I truly want people to know the Lord. That's the biggest thing in my heart for people to be safe. Glory mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. God bless you ladies. You. Have a blessed night ahead.
3: Bless
2: you. Thank he you blessed. so much for having us Thank tonight. You. God bless you. Thank you, Thank you. This is going out to my beautiful mama Marie San Pryor. Um she may not be here but she's always in my heart and I know she's in heaven, rooting me on along with a lot of other people's loved ones that went on and I have hope and knowing one day that i will see her again glory to god and eternally we will never be parted again hallelujah and everyone please remember there are no orphans of god hallelujah okay
0: not been broken, who here among us is without hurt or pain, so oft abandoned by our transgressions. If such a thing as grace exists, and grace was made for life like this.